Hey friend, it's Corey Robinson with NBC Sports. Let's talk some story. So we had yet another NBA star go play in the Drew League. This time it was Trey Young. I'm not going to get into stats. Quite frankly, it's a Pro-Am tournament. That's like breaking down the stats of like a Pro-Am golf tournament. The important thing here is why. Thankfully, we have social media. And thankfully, Trey Young uses social media. <laughs> so we know why. He said, and I quote, I do this for the culture. It's for the love of the games and fans for me. End quote. He played alongside his teammate, John Collins. The, the reason why I wanted to bring this up is, I mean, this is going to take us a little further outside of just the Drew League and how the NBA is becoming, it's actually, I think, just between you and me. It's the same as the NFL now. It's year-round, 24-7 news. It's, I mean, the cottage industries that are coming around the NBA. It's just like the NFL, there's always something to talk about nonstop. And that is what the basketball calendar has become, which is, it's, it's fascinating. And then I think to, to take that even further, I think that basketball is what I would call streetwear opera. And what I mean by streetwear opera, I mean, when you go to a game, whatever, you look at, well, who's sitting courtside? And the NFL denies you this because it's always like a blurry, really badly lit photo or picture of who's in whose box, who's in the owner's box. Or like you might see like a celebrity, you might see Jay-Z, you know, at SoFi Stadium with like a hat and glasses, but it's kind of blurry because they're zoomed in and there's a huge stadium and it's outside and the elements, you know, basketball is perfect for its theater. It's perfect for like the opera. You know, in the old days, you go to the opera, yes, for the show, but also to look at everyone else who's at the opera, <laughs> like who's in whose box and, oh, did you see this famous person with that famous person or this baron with that person? That That's part of the opera. It's not just to watch La Traviata. It's to, to see who's watching La Traviata. And that's what basketball has become, which means then that the, the athletes are becoming cultural icons and akin to like, you know, the great opera singers, which in a word become is, is diva, right? So you think, okay, well, what does it mean to be a diva? If you want to know what it means to be a diva, I would encourage you to watch one of my all-time favorite movies. It's called The Red Shoes. And I think it's a, it's a classic, absolute classic. It was made in 1948. You need to watch this movie because you need to understand what goes into the production. And once again, this isn't opera, but it's theater. You get the idea of like theater and superstars and the show must go on, but you're managing egos. And then um, Boris Lermontov, the uh, impresario of this, of this theater, like the way that he runs the theater in order to manage all the egos from the composer to the dancers to... Uh, the choreographer, it's like, it's, it's, I think, what being a coach in the NBA is. All of this to say, we're squarely in the diva era of the NBA, where the fame, the money, the influence is caught up to the show, and what a thrilling show it is. So what does that mean for, I, I mentioned the Drew League to start this off, why? This is one way you can communicate to the public when the theater is closed. See my point? Let's take Trey Young, for instance. The Hawks, had sky-high expectations last year, dismal showing. They made some compelling moves, they believe, this offseason. And then what happens? Their superstar goes, well, two of their players, Trey Young and John Collins, go to the Drew League and ball out, giving the public, ostensibly, you know, a renewed sense of hope for this season. There's the message in the wilderness when the theater's closed. Stay strong, Hawks fans. It's going to get better, right? We saw the same thing with LeBron when he balled out and um, had a tremendous showing after the Lakers had a similarly 
dismal season with sky high expectations. So then he goes out, does that. There's a new head coach, LeBron's balling. You know, there's hope for the Lakers, or at least that's the message, right? Trying to console all the Lakers fans. But now I want to introduce the last bit of information that makes this whole argument a little more opaque, a little more complex. And we love a subtle argument. And this is uh, the counterpoint that is Nikola Jokic. He doesn't have an Instagram. The back-to-back MVP of the NBA doesn't have an Instagram. Uh, Luka Doncic went on a a podcast and said he tried to convince Jokic to make one. And he said, no, no chance. (laughs) So that's refreshing to me. It actually reminds me of what... Leonardo DiCaprio's agent said uh, a piece of advice that was given to him about DiCaprio's career, and that was only let them see him in a dark room. What the agent translated that to mean was only let them see the work, only let them see DiCaprio in a movie theater and hide the private life. When you're a superstar on a first name basis with the world, it seems as though that's the appropriate tack. And it's fascinating to see a guy like Jokic take that where, where everyone else in the NBA seems to be taking the other track, which is just complete transparency or marketing. I'm Corey Robinson with NBC Sports. I'd love to hear what you think. Please reach out to me on social media using the hashtag CoreyStory. Story.